Welcome to the fourth episode of The Week with Roger, a conversation between analysts about all things telecom from Recon Analytics. I'm Don Kellogg, and with me as always is Roger Antner. How you doing, Roger? I'm great. How are you? Pretty good. So this week, uh, the Judiciary Committee in the House released a report on competition in digital markets focused primarily on the big tech companies, specifically Google, Facebook, Apple, and Amazon. Each of these companies has significant involvement in the mobile space. So I thought it would be relevant for us to cover this from a telecom perspective. Absolutely. And the report is massive, 400 pages, and the findings are, are, are mind-blowing. First of all, they all lied, right? right? They all lied to the committee and got caught. That's a bad start, right? Yeah, the report really doesn't pull any punches. To put it succinctly, uh, it accuses each company of uh, monopolistic and anti-competitive behavior. Uh, and then it provides suggested remedies, which I think none of these companies are, are really going to appreciate. Because it, it seriously puts a lot of all of these recommendations, put a serious cramp in their up until now unfettered behavior. They could basically do whatever they want to and got applauded for it. And now that the House report by Representative Cicilline is pointing the fingers and putting the finger on, on all of these sore spots. So to set the stage, I wanted to read a little bit of a quote from the beginning of the report so we can kind of get a little bit of context in terms of how the committee is viewing these companies. So, quote, although these four corporations differ in important ways, studying their business practices has revealed common problems. First, each platform now serves as a gatekeeper over a key channel of distribution. By controlling access to markets, these giants can pick winners and losers throughout our economy. Second, each platform uses its gatekeeper position to maintain its market power. By controlling the infrastructure of the digital age, they have surveilled other businesses to identify potential rivals and have ultimately bought out, copied, or cut off their competitive threats. Finally, these firms have abused their roles in numeraries to further entrench and expand their dominance. To put it simply, companies that were once scrappy underdog startups that challenged the status quo have become the kind of monopolies we just saw in the last era of oil barons and railroad tycoons. So that's generally not the type of thing you want the Judiciary Committee to write in uh, anti-competitive and anti-monopoly hearings, correct? Exactly. But, you know, we shouldn't be surprised because the word platform is a synonym for a monopoly. The platforms only make sense if you have really consolidated the market. Because if you have 25 different platforms, there's so much fragmentation, it's not worthwhile, right? And if there are one or two, the companies get so powerful that they can run the table. And the committee showed a, a chart from a Facebook investor presentation that nicely says the industry consolidates as it matures, which, yes, it's true. But then it has like this, you know, and we talked about this beforehand, this huge blue wedge where Facebook makes up 95% of all social media. And I always think that with great power comes great responsibility. And I think we all can agree that, you know, companies like Facebook are, are not living up to that responsibility. Right. I think one of the things that was interesting to me going through the report was to see the difference between the way these companies talked internally 
about their market concentration and, and specifically in investor presentations, things like that, before they uh, were public about how they were controlling the majority of the market relative to how they talked about market concentration when they were talking to the committee. So, for example, Facebook characterized their market as anything somebody could be doing online as opposed to you know, a much narrower definition among you know, social network companies. So I think you know, the, how you define a market is really important here. What each of these companies has seemed to have done is, is to characterize the market as, as something so big and so broad, they couldn't possibly be a monopoly. Uh, whereas I think a lot of their competitors would probably disagree. Absolutely. It's in, in antitrust, the key question is always, what is the market? How big is the market? And, you know, it, it can be led ad absurdum on both directions, right? Because Facebook could also say, we're competing against also your offline activity because you're not spending that time with us. So your spouse, your parents, and, and having dinner is a direct competitor uh, to Facebook, right? And then we have, on the other side, the ad absurdum thing with the FTC suing Qualcomm saying that because Qualcomm did a, a customized chip for, for Apple, it became a, a, a monopolist because only Apple was willing to buy it. That's the art form here of what is the market. And of course, the company is going to make it as big as possible. And if you have an antitrust uh, enforcer with teeth, they try to limit that to what is reasonable. And if you have one that goes overboard, you know, they do funny stuff. But it's just mind-blowing the examples that they bring. And I think one of the things that I found most damning was the level of fear that each of these companies have instilled in their partners or suppliers that the committee cites you know an anonymous partner of of amazon and saying that it would be commercial suicide to be in amazon's crosshair if amazon saw us criticizing i have no doubt they will remove our access and destroy our business right an app developer was quoted that they feared retaliation by apple if they spoke out about something and that they're worried that their private communications are monitored so that they won't speak out against abusive and discriminatory behavior. That's the kind of conduct we have to fight when, when basically they can put so much fear and terror in other companies that they don't speak out against the abuse, right? Right, and it's also something that's happened, right? So just take, for example, the uh, Epic versus Apple situation right now where Apple turned off Epic's access to the App Store uh, for violating policies where they get to take a 30% cut off the top of any, any in-app transaction. Yes. And so the question is here, what is a fair percentage and to use the Apple platform? I think Apple should be compensated for creating that marketplace. The question is, how much should it be compensated? And that's the disagreement with, between Epic and Apple and, you know, what happens with in-app purchases. So the courts will play that out. What, what, is a fair, what is a fair number here? So 
I always feel like these companies have been very successful. They have been very good in what they do. They should be fairly compensated. But here's what is compensation, right? And I would hate to see the government saying, or you know, the the Congress saying, you know, X percent is is fair. I don't think that is is what we would like to have. But at the same time, you know, if you run a de facto monopoly or duopoly in the case of Apple and Google that, funny enough, charge exactly the same thing. What a coincidence. You have to think about it. What happens there? Right. Right. So let's talk about next steps. This was obviously a huge report produced by the majority of the committee, which is uh, Democrats right now. But the Republican minority also agreed to a lot of the fact-finding portions of the report. So there seems to be at least some degree of uh, agreement between the aisle uh, in terms of what the what the problem is. Some of the I think that the political parties vary in terms of the remedy. Can you talk a little bit about your thoughts on next steps in terms of this? This is just a report. It's not an antitrust action against any of these companies. But what should we expect in the future? Well, I think a lot of it depends on what happens uh, on November third. Who will become president? Right, and who will control also then the Senate? I think it's likely that the Democrats will keep the House, but just because you have the House doesn't mean you can sign a bill. You need consent from House, Senate, and the President. But if the Democrats are winning in November, this is the starting shot for a lot of rewriting of antitrust law in this country. And with it would be coming a lot of enforcement policies. Well, and the rest of the world is also kind of gearing up for some antitrust. I mean, the EU and Margaret Vesterberg have already been pursuing a lot of different antitrust actions. Yes. There. So, I mean, does, does, does this kind of open the door worldwide for these companies to start dealing with more antitrust issues? Oh, absolutely. But one of the things we have to, to consider and up until now, the U.S. was the most reticent to engage in action, right? And and the Europeans that didn't have really a, a horse in this race because they failed to largely to have to to build these online companies were happy to to regulate however they wanted to. Now we're seeing in the next number of days we're going to see the Republican-controlled. Justice Department uh, suing Google, on probably on search. They were actually relying on the, on the states to go after Google on their dominance in advertising. But that is a little bit uh, thrown for a loop because Texas was supposed to take the, the lead here. And the attorney general of, of Texas has been accused by seven top lieutenants of use of power and other things that are not compatible with being an attorney general. So we'll see how that goes out because they have right now bigger problems in Texas than than to focus on on, on Google. What happens there? But a lot of things will, will happen. On the other hand, I don't think too much will happen because we're talking about four of the five most valuable companies in the world. If you go too heavy against them, 
the stock valuations and the wealth of Americans will take a a nosedive. And I don't think anybody wants that. Furthermore, a hundred years ago, when we look at Standard Oil, Standard Oil had in the oil industry a rel- relatively similar dominant position as you know these companies like Google and, and and Facebook. They were broken apart, and that was the best thing that happened to to Rockefeller. Uh, in his career because the growth just multiplied. So in whatever happens, I think these companies are fine, even if they were forced to be broken up. And, you know, I think that's the perspective that we have to keep is it can't be too, just realistically speaking, it can't be too bad for them. Otherwise, we have such a big valuation now. It, it would stifle the economy. Yep, yep. Well, I definitely would recommend for our listeners to read some of these reports. They're, they're, they're long, but it's some of the juiciest uh, House committee reports I think I've ever read. There's definitely going to be a lot more action, I think, happening forward. TBD, based on the election, I think, you know, what what happens next. But it's definitely something I think that's of interest to uh, anyone involved in tech or involved in, in the mobile industry. There's certainly a lot of relevant developments here. And it's almost regardless of who, who will win. The question is, how much will they go after these companies? There's massive dissatisfaction with the tech companies on both sides of the aisle, which you didn't have before. I remember you know, four years, six years ago, where the tech companies under the Obama administration could basically do no wrong, where they had a a significant role in formulating regulations against the the, the telcos to, to get an advantage for them, for themselves. How the fortunes have changed and how the tables have changed is quite significant that from basically writing regulations from for, for others or writing regulations that, that looked like a, a dream come true for them to being now in the in the doghouse has been astonishing, just astonishing. Well, we will keep monitoring the situation as it progresses, and I'm sure we'll be talking about this more as uh, more news comes down the line later on this year. Thank you. I have no doubt we will continue to talk about uh, this. This will be... From a podcast perspective, the gift that we'll keep on giving. Absolutely. Well, we'll talk next week. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye.